about to get real. Cashflow King with you today, and today in the Get Your Money Right segment, we're going to talk about your workplace retirement plan. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. As always, we really appreciate it. For those of you that have been following along the Get Your Money Right weekly segment, I hope you guys are enjoying it and you're getting something out of it. Once again, the intent behind these is to give you a quick action item each and every week that you can do to improve your financial life and, as the series says, get your money right. So today we're going to talk a little bit about your workplace retirement plan. And I could do a whole show on pre-tax versus Roth. We've done that. We could talk We could talk about a whole plethora of different things. But I want to focus on just a handful of things that you are going to want to know about your workplace retirement plan. Being a financial advisor and certified financial planner and working with different clients, I'm always amazed, especially when it comes to the spouse, but also in some cases the client themselves. They really don't know or they're not 100% sure how the employer match works on their workplace retirement plan. And people often refer to this as quote-unquote free money, so it's important that each and every one of us are taking advantage of this when the opportunity is there to do so. For anybody that is self-employed or small business owner, we could probably do a separate show for you guys, which would be a lot longer than this one. So I'm going to assume if you're doing any sort of retirement plan in that aspect, you're probably more or at least hopefully more intimately involved with it and working with your accountant and you know possibly your advisor on that type of a plan. But today I want to talk about just everyday you know W-2 workers that get up, go to work, get a paycheck, and probably have a workplace retirement plan of some kind, and they may not have a CPA. They may not have a financial advisor. They might not ever have contact with whoever the company is that does their retirement plan at work. So that's who today's episode is going to be targeted towards. So the number one thing that you want to know is what does your employer match look like? What is it and how does it work? So for example, you could have a retirement plan and this is somewhat, I don't want to say rare, but somewhat uncommon that doesn't provide an employer match. And if that's the case, don't worry. Stay tuned for some of the upcoming episodes on Roth IRA contributions and uh, action items. If you want to get a head start or you've never heard of a Roth IRA before, go way, way back in the archives and you'll find a separate episode specifically on Roth IRAs, what they are and how they work. But in any case, for those that do have a retirement plan at work, especially if, and most of them do, your employer provides an employer match of some kind, this is probably the number one thing that you want to know. So there's all different types of plans out there. At last check, it was somewhere around 50% up to 6% that was the most common match. So for example, if your employer matches 50 cents on the dollar up to the first 6% of your pay, what that means is that if you're putting in at least 6% as a contribution to your account, they're going to give you half of that as an employer matching contribution. So half of 6% would be 3%. So if you choose not to contribute to the plan or you're not contributing at least enough to get the full match, you're literally leaving money on the table. And 
You shouldn't feel bad about this at all. This is a benefit that your employer provides. It's a recruitment tool, it's a retention tool, and it's actually, believe it or not, factored into your overall compensation. So when they are you know, running the numbers and making decisions on you know, hiring folks and things of that nature, they, or at least they should be, looking at it from the standpoint of total compensation and they should make the assumption that you're at least going to get the full employer match that's actually part of your compensation not to mention that your employer gets a tax deduction on their contributions that they're making to your plan as well so again you just want to know do we have a match yes or no most plans the answer is yes okay if we have a match what is it do I get dollar for dollar match up to a certain percentage of my pay? So dollar for dollar match up to 6%, for example. Do I get a 50% match or 50 cents on the dollar up to a certain amount, say 6%, or is it something different? And there's a lot of different plans out there. I've seen certain plans where the employer will make a contribution for somebody regardless of whether or not they participate in the plan as long as they're eligible to participate in the plan. So that's somewhat rare. Most of the time, it's going to be a matching contribution, which means in order to get the employer contribution, you as the employee are going to have to contribute something, but you just want to know, well, what is that something? What do I need to put in to get the full employer match? And some people refer to this as matching out, where you get the employer match and then basically you move out of the plan and, and start doing some other types of investments. We're not going to get into that today. What we want to know is, what do we need to put in to get the full match? And we want to make sure that we're getting the full match. So in addition to knowing what that looks like, you also want to know what is the vesting schedule on those employer contributions. And the vesting schedule is just a fancy way of saying, how long do you need to work at that particular employer before the employer contributions are yours to keep if you were to leave? So anytime you're putting money into the plan, you are always 100% vested in your own contributions. So let's do a quick example. Let's say you asked your HR department and found out that, hey, my employer matches dollar for dollar or 100% on the first 6% of my pay that I contribute. Okay, great. So you put in 6%, let's say, for example, they're going to match you 6%. All right, let's say they have a three-year vesting period. We'll call it three-year cliff vesting, which is basically all or nothing. You've either worked there for at least three years or longer, and you're entitled to keep all of the employer money, or you've worked there for fewer than three years in this example, at which point you would not be able to keep any of the employer money. However, in either scenario, the money that you put in, your 6% out of your own personal paycheck, is always going to be yours to take with you when you leave. So a lot of times people say, well, there's a you know three-year vest on the employer matching contributions. I think I'm only going to be here for a year. I don't want to, quote unquote, lose my money if I put it in the plan. So I'm not going to contribute. And they don't put anything in. And then five or 10 years later, they're still there. And they're still not putting anything in. Okay? You don't want to be one of those people. So you're always vested in your own contributions. You're always going to get those back, regardless of whether or not you're entitled to keep the employer contributions. A lot of plans today, not all, but it's fairly common for the vesting to be immediate, meaning that you contribute to the plan, your employer gives you a matching contribution, whatever that looks like, and from day one, you are entitled, once that money hits your account, to keep those contributions if you were to leave. Again, it's a recruiting tool, it's a retention tool. The shorter that vesting schedule, the better. 
in an ideal world, you want them, you want that vesting schedule to be immediate. It's not always going to be that way, but in more and more plans, we're seeing that happen these days. So quick recap so far, what's the employer match? If anything, what do I get? And then number two, what's the vesting schedule? How long do I need to work here to keep it? All right. Now there's a couple other features that are somewhat becoming more and more common in a lot of these plans, especially if you're a new employee. The first one is automatic enrollment. This is when you go to work for a particular employer and they will automatically, as the name says, enroll you into the retirement plan at a certain percentage contribution. And this can, this can vary. This is generally a good thing. However, you want to be careful because just because you see something coming out of your paycheck because you were automatically enrolled in the plan, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are getting the full employer match. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that you work for an employer that gives you a 50% match or 50 cents on the dollar, same thing, up to the first 8% that you contribute. So if you put in eight, you're getting half of that from them. You're getting four from them, okay? Now, let's say that you are automatically enrolled into the plan, you're a new employee, but the automatic enrollment contribution rate is only 3% and you never make any changes. What that means is that you would be getting half or 50% of that 3% contribution that they automatically enrolled you at. So you would only be getting a 1.5% contribution from your employer. You wouldn't be getting the full 4% as though you were contributing 8. So once again, in that example, you're leaving money on the table. So auto enrollment is good, but you want to make sure if you're a new employee at an organization and they have automatic enrollment, that they are enrolling you at a contribution rate that is getting the full match. If they enroll you at an automatic enrollment contribution rate that is not getting the full match, then you want to go in and manually adjust it so that you are contributing at least enough to get your full employer match. I hope that makes sense. The next thing that's somewhat related to this, and oftentimes these two things are done in conjunction, is what's called an auto escalation feature. And what that means is, let's say you have a plan, you're a new employee, you're automatically enrolled, and I'll use the example I just did of 3%, and this employer, let's just say, to get the full match, you need to be contributing eight. They might have this auto escalation feature that bumps up your contribution by a certain amount, say 1%, every single year until you hit a certain threshold. So it might look something like this. The automatic enrollment rate is 3%. In order to get the full employer match, you need to be contributing 8%. And every year that you're in that plan, if you don't do anything, they will automatically escalate or bump up or increase your contribution by 1% a year until you get to the 8%, right? So in this example, if you're not paying attention, you get enrolled at three, Next year, you're at four, then five, then six, then seven, then eight. What does that mean? That means it's taken six years for your contributions to slowly drift up to 8% to get the employer match. And that's basically six years that you were not getting the full match to begin with. So that's something to look out for. So again, quick recap up until this point. Number one, is there an employer match? And if so, what is it? What do I get? Number two, how long do I have to work here to keep the employer money? What's the vesting schedule? Number three, if I'm a new employee, 
What's the automatic enrollment contribution rate? And is that at least enough to get the full match? And then number four, if you're having trouble with any of this and you can't quote unquote afford to contribute enough to get the full employer match, you wanna look into that auto escalation feature if your plan has it, where whether they do it for you or you choose to do it yourself, you can choose to have your contributions automatically increased every year. And this isn't to say that you should just be contributing enough to get the employer match and that's it, uh, although that some people do do that. You generally want to be contributing significantly more than this, but this is just kind of table stakes. This is the basic bare bones threshold in my mind in terms of what do we need to do at a minimum? And that is making sure we're not leaving any money on the table. Last thing I'll say, and I was gonna save this to another episode, but because it's so important, I'll probably do a separate show on this too, but I am gonna include it here. And that is making sure that you name beneficiaries on your retirement account. I can't tell you the number of times that people simply don't do this. And as you may know, if you, or maybe you don't, I don't know, but if you don't name a beneficiary for your retirement account, then generally it goes to your estate, which turns into a mess. And I'll save you all the details on that. Bottom line is make sure you have beneficiaries on your retirement account. And I'm going to close with just a quick story. This is a true story. It's kind of sad. Um, I had a client who came to me one time. And the reason that she came to the meeting is that she was 62 years old. And she heard from somebody that you were eligible to start collecting Social Security retirement benefits at the age of 62. And she just wanted to confirm that that was the case. And she wanted to check on a couple of other details. Well, we got to talking. And sure enough, we were talking about her workplace retirement plan. Come to find out, she had worked for this particular employer for many, many years, although it was kind of off and on. So she'd go and she'd work for them for you know several years. Then she would leave and do something else for a little while. Then she'd come back and work for them again. And she told me that every time she did this, she always cashed out her retirement plan, or at least she did the first time, that the longest stretch she had with them. And then when she came back, she actually, in a couple different cases, wasn't contributing at all to the retirement plan. So she was getting the match on the first stretch. I think she was there for I mean, maybe eight years, something like that. And then she, she would go away, come back for a couple years. And she, again, it was off and on. But after she cashed her account out, including the employer match when she was initially contributing and she came back, she wasn't contributing at all, which obviously means if she wasn't contributing at all, that <clears throat> she was not getting the employer matching contributions. And I think she said her employer at that time was matching kind of close to the example that I gave, which was 50% up to, I believe it was the first 8% of contributions. So it's not like she didn't know this. She knew this because she was doing it on her first stretch with them. But then again, the subsequent time she came back, she wasn't contributing anything at all. So she came in to, again, ask about Social Security retirement benefits and collecting early. Come to find out, she mentioned to me that she was getting, you know, a little bit older, obviously 62, and her job was somewhat demanding from a physical standpoint. And it was almost to the point where she couldn't physically perform the tasks of her job anymore. And she was thinking about retiring early. Again, 62 is, it's debatable whether or not that's early, but earlier than your, you know, quote unquote, traditional retirement. 
earlier than being able to collect your Social Security benefit at full retirement age. I don't want to make this a show about Social Security, but the point is she came for one particular reason, to verify and confirm some information. And even though she knew about her workplace retirement plan and the match that was part of that plan, she chose in her subsequent stints with that employer to not contribute at all, and she did not get the employer match on those subsequent rounds of employment. Needless to say, had she done that, had she contributed, she would have obviously had some additional funds, and then also she would have had some employer matching contributions, and it probably could have made the transition for her a lot more feasible. And so when we ran some numbers based on her situation and collecting Social Security early and based on the rest of her resources, it was not looking good. And I think, again, she wouldn't have been a billionaire because of this, but had she kind of, you know, done the action item that we're talking about this week, which is make sure you're getting your fucking full employer match if your employer has a match, had she done that and can, you know, continue to do that and didn't cash her account out early, she probably would have been able to retire. Instead, unfortunately, she wasn't able to, financially speaking, to retire and therefore she had to continue to work in a very physical job even when her body was pretty much on its way out as far as being able to continue to do the job and it just was a really really sad um, you know a sad interaction I guess you could say that uh, that happened there so anyway please don't end up like that please contribute to your workplace retirement plan at least to the point of getting the match and hopefully then some after that because your older self will certainly thank you. All right, that's all I got today, guys, on the workplace retirement plan. Actually, no, there is one more small thing here. If you want sort of the Cliff Notes version of the rules and benefits and the ins and outs of your retirement plan, most plans out there will have what's called a summary plan description or an SPD, SPD which stands for Summary Plan Description. You can typically request that either from the retirement provider themselves directly or from your human resources department, and it will kind of outline the different features of the plan. It should have most, if not all, this information and then some in there. What is the match? How does it work? What's the vesting schedule? What are the investment options? What are the fees? Is there auto enrollment? Is there auto escalation? All those sorts of things should be in the summary plan description and there should be some additional information about some other items in there as well so hopefully you found this helpful if you're already getting your full match at your workplace retirement plan that's great i would certainly encourage you to encourage others that you work with and talk with them about you know the retirement plan and you can it's up to you but you can strike up a conversation with hey what do you think about our retirement plan here hey what you know however you want to do that and you probably will be shocked to find out that there's a lot of people that probably don't know what the match is. They might say, oh, I'm only putting in, you know, 5% or I'm putting in, you know, whatever. Maybe they're not contributing at all. Not that you want to get in everybody's business. Obviously, you don't want to go to your boss and be like, hey, how much are you putting in your retirement plan, <laughs> right? But, you know, your coworkers and friends at work, you know, you might want to strike up a conversation with them and just make sure you can kind of be a good resource for those around you that, uh, you know, in an effort to get your money right, you might say, hey, you know, one of the things I'm doing this year in 2024 is just trying to get my finances in order. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was getting the full match on the retirement plan. 
here at work. So, you know, you could just share with them a little bit about what you're doing and you don't really have to ask them anything directly and just kind of see what their reaction is, see what their response is. And they might say, oh, that's great. You know, I, I max out my plan or, oh yeah, that's great. Or I really need to look into that. What is the match here? Maybe they don't know. Right. So just try to be helpful to other people. That's the, the goal of this show anyway, is to try to share some seemingly basic information that a lot of people I think just need, like I said, in the intro episode of this. And so um, you know, that's that's what this week's web episode is all about. So again, your takeaway here, if you have a retirement plan at work, what's the match? What's the vesting schedule? And do I have my beneficiaries up to date? That's it. All right, guys, we will see you in the next episode. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. 